Is Sandy Wexler Adam Sandler's best movie in years? This is spoilers. <laughs> this is spoilers. Well, I am your host, uh, Stevie, uh, tonight, and we have actually have a very small crew. It's just me and our um, residential pod, uh, podcast lawyer, Josh Long. Josh, what is up? Hi, yeah, I'm usually spitting those laws, but tonight <laughs> we're going to be talking about, uh, yeah, a movie, a movie, we're talking about a movie. I can just tell by the tone of your voice, I don't think you were very impressed with Sandy Wexler. Well, you sent me a text during the movie that said this was hilarious. I said hysterical. Hysterical. And I was waiting so long for it to become hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> okay. Um, Sandy Wexler, just reading the IMDb description here. Sandy Wexler is a talent manager working in Los Angeles in the 1990s, diligent, diligently representing a group of eccentric clients on the fringes of show business. Um, long story short, he is a talent manager to the bottom of the barrel people that will never be noticed. And he comes across uh, Jennifer Hudson. Uh, what was her name in the movie again? Courtney? Courtney Clark. Courtney Clark. She's a star. She is singing at what appears to be a uh, Six Flags amusement park. And... Um, Pretty much, Sandy hears her voice, and he wants to represent her into fame. So I guess go ahead and start this off. Um, Josh, what were your initial thoughts in th- of this movie? Confusion. <laughs> Why? Uh, it starts off with just ridiculous cameos. You uh, Spoiler, you later find out you're at Courtney and Sandy's wedding 20 years later, but... It's just cameo after cameo, like, pushing the plot on. And at the beginning, it's especially heavy. And... It's, like, pretty much everybody from the history of SNL is on there. And, yeah, that's true. That's a pretty good thread for it. You know what I thought was funny, though, is they never appeared together, like, in the same frame. But at that wedding, Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien supposedly were both there, so... Uh, interesting dynamics in the room, no? A little bit of awkwardness there, wouldn't you think? I would think a lot of awkwardness, but like I said, probably shot separately. They probably were like, I'm not... I can't (laughs) believe they were actually on set together for that movie. For that movie. You didn't like the cameos, though? I thought they were hilarious. Can you name a hilarious part for our audience? Um, Conan O'Brien is talking about how you'd be at a party... And you'd see Sandy Wexler drinking ginger ale and stuffing his face. There's a common joke throughout the movie about how he doesn't know how to eat properly. Yeah. Which I thought was funny, but Conan's like, yeah, and you kind of sit there going, who invited you to this party? It just kind of seemed like Sandy Wexler was like the big Hollywood joke amongst everybody. Yeah, he was in a, like, sad, (laughs) unrealistic way. Like... I didn't buy into that. I, I watched this movie with another person that I invited to watch with me, and I, I was just embarrassed the whole time that I made them watch it. The way Adam Sandler talks throughout it, I'll give it... He's consistent. He does it all the way through. 
Okay, I but... was thinking it was like a mix of Bobby Boucher <laughs> and Little. What, what else? I don't know. He he plays a very Jewish person, not to be stereotypical, <laughs> but they're very upfront about that in the movie. So how ridiculous how ridiculous was his living situation? Um that was didn't that seem just like very happy Madison to you? Kind of that whole thing and You see, at first I was like, okay, that's Billy Madison's mansion. And then <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, okay, that's Billy Madison's mansion. And what you kind of, what the audience discovers is, uh, it doesn't it's Rob, seem... It's Rob Schneider's mansion. It's Rob He plays uh, Farouz, who uh-huh. ends up being kind of like a very 1984 type character, who's con- <laughs> constantly watching, constantly watching Adam Sandler's character. But it doesn't... It, what he describe it as? He's a billionaire that can't set foot on U.S. soil. Um, are you trying to say that it's political in some way? Because he ends up on U.S. soil at the end. But is yeah. that? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I was just confused by the way of like why he wasn't living in that house and why Adam Sandler was. Well, Adam Sandler was living in his outsource with the outhouse would they call it a gazebo or something <laughs> yeah and uh they weren't allowed to swim in the pool and courtney clark played by jennifer hudson convinces him to jump in the pool and nick schwartzen does this ridiculous like <laughs> pole vault with a <laughs> pool net <laughs> and that's the first time you actually hear rob schneider as what is his name for ruse for ruse and it's one of the i thought it was one of the funnier parts of the movie uh, okay, I found myself kind of in for the ride at that point, and I think there was like a really funny like wrestling moment where he's like, you know, where Sandy Wexler's kind of like family pays off. Do you do you remember that scene? Oh, where he um, is it? Are you talking about the Terry Crews character where he's a wrestler? Yeah, when you know he makes it big and he wins the championship. And um, Sandy, in typical Sandy fashion, pays the ref off because he's a client to make sure that his character wins, even though in the script he's supposed to lose in humiliating fashion. And how does that scene play out? He's Instead of getting <laughs> sat on by this... Was that Umaga? Umaga. Looked like him to me. That's from a long time ago. But, I don't know, that, that butt was absolutely gross. I don't know. Uh. I... <laughs> Yeah. I thought this. I thought this movie was funny. I really did, especially just kind of on the random. They got kind of old towards the end, but you got. Did you find the first like Nick Swartzen stunt funny? Um, no. Where like they the... introduce him by the wrong name, and he's like in front of like fifteen people. And a bird flies out, <laughs> and that's his shtick: is that he's a daredevil <laughs> that can't avoid birds. If you want to call him that. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely a daredevil. I mean, he's trying to jump over the whole Hollywood sign at one point. He gets um, hit by a bat instead of a bird. I feel like the way we're describing this movie is making it seem epic. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give it that kind of a thumbs up quite yet. Um, this movie is very formulaic. I thought, I mean... Well, I kind of wish they would have made this into a series. 
rather of just kind of like kind of showcasing one oddball client at a time. But I really didn't like the Jennifer Hudson angle of he's in love with her and she runs through about every guy in Hollywood, including the CEO of Starbucks. And at the and very Dennis end, Rodman. And Dennis Rodman. Who doesn't and actually I, appear in the movie, but... I was kind of waiting for him to pop out of the wings. I was kind of <laughs> sad when he didn't. Or at least get a cameo at the end wedding. But I didn't like the Jennifer Hudson part of it at all, did you? Like you just didn't buy the... Uh... Yeah. I really... Especially kind of like the jealousy of like different managers and like the... Um, the guy who was like in charge of Capitol Records, and I don't know. I just I feel like that part of the story really slowed it down and added on extra length that wasn't necessary. Yeah, I didn't buy. I mean, I bought. I guess that she'd be had like love him as a father figure because he really is always there for her. Like truly, I guess. But yeah. at the same time, like to marry him and like come back and have a one night stand like Jenny did with Forrest Gump. I don't know if... That's a really good comparison. I didn't even connect that together. It was very Forrest Gumpy, wasn't it? I guess. He's like involved with everything in Hollywood and takes place kind of over a long time period because it starts in 94. <laughs> it's the early 90s, which is the golden year of uh, the 90s. It's considered one of the best movie years of all time. 94? Yeah. Because, well, it actually makes sense now because Forrest Gump came out that year. Really? So, yeah, Any so others went... you can name off the top of your head? Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Redemption, just to name a few. All movies that we should spend time podcasting on other than Sandy Wexler. <laughs> <laughs> We've done yeah, Pulp Fiction, but... <laughs> We've done Pulp Fiction, but yet to hit Forrest Gump and Shawshank, but we definitely should. <laughs> oh my. Uh, man, I, so here's my question for you, and we can hit on a couple more scenes, but I think... The movie boils down to this, Stevie. I did laugh. Sometimes I was along for the ride, very rarely, but I found myself laughing more at the movie than with the movie, if that makes any sense. Makes a lot of sense. Give me examples of when you laughed at the movie and not because the movie made you laugh. When they would go back, like, they went back to the cameos at the wedding literally probably 20 25 times during the movie at least and i thought those were so dry and not funny that i started laughing at them that they were like going back to them again and like seeing jimmy kimmel again for like the sixth time i just couldn't help but just like laugh like oh gotta use jimmy kimmel because they didn't think, think about you th- I, I liked the beginning a lot Just because I like kind of like cold openings where it's like people talking about someone. Mm -hmm. But you do make a point. They did go back to that well quite a bit because it's funny the first time you see it. Because you're like, oh, I I know these people and they're saying funny stuff. And then they keep going back to it over and over again. I guess I was just so self-aware at the beginning that this is an Adam Sandler movie. And he hired all his rich and famous friends to do this for him. And he, he, people must love him, though. He must be the nicest guy on earth. Didn't Vince say something in the thread like, Adam Sandler, the most down-to-earth something? I don't know. Like, he he's pro- a really cool guy. I gotta imagine he's a really neat guy, because, I mean, 
you, if you just look down like the casting sheet of this, there's a lot of big names in this that don't have very big parts. And they had to know this probably wasn't going to be a great movie, but we love Adam anyway. He is their Sandy Wexler. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, who better to play Sandy Wexler than Adam Sandler? I mean, he, like people must just, just must love him. Maybe that's part of his persona. He's just like, I'm a like old Jew that works Easy. in Hollywood and just I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I feel like he would be saying this. He says this through Sandy Wexler, right? Like, yeah. And he brings people together for better, for worse, I guess. And uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, right? Yeah. I mean, I went, what were your expectations going in? I went in with absolutely, I'm going to give this a zero out of 10. So maybe I was laughing really hard out of surprise at an Adam Sandler movie actually made me laugh. And maybe if I watched it again, it wouldn't be that funny. But if I was talking to the audience, I would say, have zero expectations of Adam Sandler and you will find this movie amusing. Have zero expectations or have... I would, ha- I would go in straight with negative expectations because uh, it's probably still going to go down from there. I thought it was really bad, Stevie. Uh, overall, just like it, it got over, and I was thinking like the the end credits roll, and Mike Judge does this thing with him where he, I like, didn't like that at all. No, I thought that was the best part of the movie. Really? <laughs> uh. I thought it. I thought it was like chintzy how they showed him in studio at the very end. I don't know if you made it that long, but yeah, I made it that long. It was Mike Judge doing Beavis and Butthead prank phone calling. Sandy Wexler, and it was a, I don't know, probably 10 seconds of them, like, showing them in studio. Yeah, I really didn't love that part. Bad note to end on, then, for you. Yeah, um, okay, since you, you didn't love this movie. No. Or even like it. Um, (laughs) okay, what, okay, what was the part of the movie that, that actually made you laugh? Okay, I think I mentioned the the wrestling scene. Mm-hmm. Got kind of into that. I think I think the pool scene was really fun. And there's also a scene in the studio when the like there's kind of like a stoner type engineer. And forgets, I lost it at that part. <laughs> he forgets to record <laughs> Jennifer Hudson's solo track twice. twice, and Adam Sandler like goes nuts. <laughs> and I thought it was really smart, just that. They made his voice like indistinct where like you could tell he was pissed off and swearing but you couldn't tell what he was saying. Yeah, they do and, that a like, lot in this movie, right? That's kind of his shtick. Like you always kind of aren't sure. You always yeah. <laughs> that part and um one of the parts I laughed at the hardest was with Jane Seymour, who is still a fox. Um she played the uh the um, Oh, I know what you're getting at. Oh boy. <laughs> the neighbor Cindy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And she makes the rounds like twice earlier in the film, saying like her husband's on her deathbed, on his deathbed, and that if uh, Sandy ever sees like her tennis court lights on, head on over. I need company. <laughs> and wink, wink. Sandy, Sandy kind of goes through a depression in the middle of the film where, um, who is it? Courtney, uh, Courtney leaves him. All of his clients start, start leaving him for other managers, and he's kind of going on a downward spiral. And he sees her lights on, so he goes on over, 
and she's wearing like a nightgown and lingerie and sandy's asking hey how's your husband doing she's like any day now and when they get to the bed she's any like, day now meaning any second now he's supposed to be passing <laughs> <laughs> so bad i i love i also lost it at this part this movie made me laugh really hard in certain parts um they're on the bed and she's obviously wanting it more than sandy is because i'm pretty sure sandy is still a virgin at this point but he was kind of kind of going along with it though and yeah then, all, and then and he turns right to the right hand side and you just see her husband like in a vegetative state staring at them but also and like obviously mad like he has some obvi- control <laughs> obviously aware of what is going on <laughs> and it just freaks i just thought i thought that part was so funny and 20 years later at the wedding he's still alive I think I've found kind of a way to put it. I feel like the character and how he talked, Sandy Wexler, really bugged me. But I guess some of the situations where that character allowed him to go kind of led into these like really cartoony, but yet funny in an interesting way kind of situations. There's a handful of them. That's there all I'm going to... There is a handful of them, which brings me to my next point. Uh, the actor Kevin James, I do not find funny at all. Well, that's interesting. I just wrote in my notes... Did you like the scene where... I'm getting to it. <sighs> you want me to let you get to it? I want you to explain it, because I'm not sure if you liked it or not. Well, they have this thread through the whole movie where Adam Sandler's character, Sandy Wexler, is eating meat. And he's on the Atkins diet, and he's always eating sloppy meat, like the greasiest <laughs> stuff you could think of. Bacon. Giant, giant turkey legs. Giant turkey legs, like just cold, definitely. A lot of, like, a lot of donuts, sausages, just, like, greasy, greasy food. And so, like, okay, that's leading somewhere. And, yeah, he has, like, a heart attack. But that's only to set up the joke where Kevin James in a business meeting will then use Adam Sandler as a ventriloquist. As his mannequin, because he's literally... (laughs) And (laughs) you're just laughing at the... Stevie, what is your favorite movie of 2017, and why is it called Sandy Wexler? <laughs> okay, I had a couple of drinks, so I was watching this movie, and it just got funnier and funnier. <laughs> so, di- so you said you didn't like Kevin James, but did you like that scene? Sounds like I you kind of did. I loved that scene. Like, I thought his puppets were funny. Throughout- he- he's controlling, like, three puppets throughout the whole movie at a time. Four. Four. And there's this really dark scene that kind of leads into that moment where there was this clown that was like, he was on this children's TV show. And you kind of just go into this house during a stormy night. And I forget what the clown says, but he's like writing a letter to his children viewers. And all of a sudden you just see clown shoes start hanging and kicking as well as maybe some clown puppets next to him. He hung, he hung his mannequins and then hung himself. And so that apparently paves the way for Kevin James' character, who is at that point of the movie Adam Sandler's last client. To he get a- needs a miracle. And Rob Reiner is like the head of the, uh, the production team. That was another cool cameo. Were there a hundred cameos in this movie? All of Hollywood is in Sandy Wexler. And why? Because at... People love it. He must be the nicest guy in the world. It's the only, it's the only explainable way. <laughs> but to get back to the ventriloquist scene, like, I wasn't laughing when Kevin James was, like, controlling him and you, because he couldn't speak. And, I, like, I wasn't laughing when Kevin James was, like, mocking his uh, voice. 
But the part where I did laugh was where Kevin like let go of him, and him and Sandy just look at each other, and Sandy just hits the ground. That's the part where I actually did like laugh. And speaking of laughing, did Sandy Wexler's laugh ever make you laugh throughout this movie? It was one of those things that kind of went in waves. I got so tired of it that it became funny for a while and then got old again. And then I was kind of laughing at myself being pissed at it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess I did laugh at it. It was the most obnoxious laugh in the world. Oh, my goodness. One question I would say... Is this, like, one of the better movies that he's released in a while? I mean, comedy-wise, you have to go back all the way to, like, 50 First Dates to really find, like, a good comedic movie he's in. I guess as I'm looking back through his IMDb list, I've really been avoiding this dude for a while. Yeah. I mean, I would say Click is better than this, for sure. Okay. I would say... say, Got some heavy moments in that, that movie. Yeah. Um... You, I think this is more of a, you look at his last eight movies, and I think people are just, like, really wanting him to bust out of this kind of trance he's in. I mean, did you ever see The Cobbler? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saw The Cobbler. Did you see The Ridiculous Six? Five minutes of it. Turned it off. It was so bad. I think a lot of people are going to do that with this movie, Stevie. No. Yeah. I don't think Man. I don't think cameos are enough to make a movie like worthwhile. I think it's pretty obvious what I'm gonna say, so I don't wanna drag it out any longer, but this is a definite <laughs> no for me, Stevie. It's a no dog. It's a no dog? No, Even worse than a no. No dog rock dog. Oh man. Well for me this is a yes. I laugh. Okay. It's if you're drinking and it's midnight, you don't have any movies to watch, put on Sandy Wexler, you will laugh. I mean, it's one of his better movies, I think, to come out in a while. But that's not saying anything. That's I know, but I'm putting it in Adam Sandler standards. You have to put it in, a, in some type of box. Stevie, like, I can't... we both spent our nights watching it. Was that worth it? Was it truly it's... a yes? I... You know what? Yeah, it's a yes for me. Right. I laughed. I respect it. I respect it. Um... I feel like we'll always have this movie together, uh, me and you, Stevie. I feel, like, I feel like no one in the group is ever going to watch no, it. No, they're not. And <laughs> especially, I think people after hearing this podcast, that I think they have a pretty good idea if they need to go into it or not. I think we kind of gave both sides of it. So I'm glad that you did like it so that we could do that. I did. It were, okay, if you had to compare it to a movie that's not Adam Sandler, Hot Rod. It, it's, it has very Hot Rod-like humor. Can you, what do you mean? It's kind of this quirky, it's funny because it's not funny humor. I feel like Andy Samberg is really good at that. And I feel like Adam Sandler is also really good at it. And his character is just awkward as hell in this movie, which I think lent itself to having a lot of the jokes pay off. I'm more along the lines of where that kind of humor actually makes me feel awkward. So then (laughs) I don't enjoy it as much. I think a lot of people should listen to this pod before they watch the movie. I don't think anything's spoiled. Like it's so formulaic. Like, like very formulaic. And and like, actually, we didn't give away the what I would consider the main spoiler. And please that is do. His supposed first client and best friend, Alfred, ends up being Weird Al Yankovic. And he is not a good actor. No. Uh, did you ever see UHF? I did not. Watch that movie. It's hilarious. Kind of a cult classic nowadays. 
But I thought it was going to be Al Pacino. I was kind of bummed when it was Weird Al. So you were calling that they were going to like go back to that the whole time? Yeah, right when he said, like, they kept bringing up Alfred, I was like, it's got to be Al Pacino. He's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies, like Jack and Jill. That was a winner. And um, I was like, Al Pacino, Al Pacino. And then it was Weird Al, and I was kind of bummed. And he gives him the advice to, like, you know, stop lying to people. And I guess that was the cornerstone. That, that's what was painful throughout this whole movie was just his constant lie rate. That's, yeah, that's kind of his deal, right? Like, when yeah, it comes down to it. constantly lying. Like, that's what was awkward. It was just this, the stuff he would say was just like, please stop saying stuff. <sighs> well, I was going to say, should we do plugs? Yeah, let's do some. Well, let's talk really quick. I, th- I think this is a great week for spoilers because this is such a skeleton crew because the other three guys are where, where are they at, Stevie? <sighs> They're at the fate of the Furious Eight. And how does that Which, make you feel? <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm happy. Like, I'm, I'm happier I saw Sandy Wexler than a Fast and Furious movie. I'm with you. Despite, despite all I've said about it, I'm with you on that. I've seen two Fast and Furious point break ripoff movies. And one was the first one and the other one was Tokyo Drift. And I have not seen one since, nor do I want to. They just seem like mindless garbage. And like, it's so weird because Pappy has seen Zero. Jordan hasn't seen them all. The only person that's seen them all is Mikey. So for those listeners, when you listen to the Fast and Furious, the Furious 8 one, listen to Mikey's point of view. He's actually seen them all. He's the only one worthy of the fate. Is that what you're trying to say, Stevie? Yeah, he's like the only—he's the only one that can have an opinion on the overall scope of the series. Oh man, that's hilarious. Just the worst, but yeah, I'm as I said, Sandy Wexler over Furious, over Furious, whatever, any day. The and week. it's free. Just use your Netflix account or your neighbor's. Or Netflix someone account. else's. No, like, I use, no one does I, that. Nope, no one does that. Nope, nope, nope. Like I use my father-in-law's. So that's about it. But um. See, plugs here. I am so bad at this because usually Pappy runs through this. I'll try this as best as I can. Sorry if I screw this up. If you want to find us on, uh, we're on iTunes. Type in spoilers, exclamation point, or movie spoilers, and we're the first one to come up, like a cereal bowl with a spoiler spelled in the middle. If you want to find us on Twitter, tweet at us. We are um, spoilers underscore pod. And we have an Instagram now. Josh, what is our Instagram? Uh, Podcast spoilers. It's got the orange cereal bowl. We got some goofy stuff up. Uh, honestly, we spoil movies right away. If you look at a picture and read the description, the movie's pretty much spoiled. Just know that going in. And then uh, our Gmail is the same. Send us an email if you want us to review a certain movie. Or just tell us how awful we are. We are um, podcastspoilers at gmail.com. And one other... Oh, we have a phone number now. We have a. We want you guys to start leaving voicemails. Pappy... It's about... Pappy, just about anything. Oh, man. Pappy wants people to leave voicemails. Like, seriously. We've had, like, two so far. We need One more. One was really good. <laughs> Has that come out yet? Um, Not yet. That'll be coming out this Thursday. But I hope he... Uh, 90- we had a guy cook. 903- oh, go ahead. Yeah, 903 spoil 07. Kyle called. Is that what you're about to say, Kyle? Yeah. I really hope he calls in for Sandy Wexler. Uh, I don't think he'll have seen... <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? Maybe he has. He's L.A. Kyle now. He's seen everything. <laughs> he might have been. He might have been in Sandy Wexler. He was probably in it. Maybe that's the question. Was he in it? I mean, any if you were just in L.A., you were probably in Sandy Wexler. 
Oh my gosh. How many cameos? Seriously. Like 80? I'd say 80. At least 80, maybe 100. Like where you go, oh, I know that person. You know, maybe like, maybe this will be like a good trivia movie someday. Like just to watch it and try to name names. And uh, I see like ooh. Judd Apatow is in here. And I totally even, I don't even remember him. And like, geez, Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish that, fame. That was a weird, weird cameo. Seeing Hootie in there, that was kind of weird. Everyone, every Vanilla Ice was in it. Robert Van Winkle did make an appearance. What about Henry Winkler? I swear he is Adam Sandler's father. They look just alike. <laughs> Dude, he- how old is Henry Winkler now? I think I think that's like the best kept like Hollywood secret is Henry Winkler's actually Adam Sandler's father. <laughs> and then they mentioned Liza Minnelli not being Judy Garland's daughter <laughs> in this movie, which is kind of awkward. I actually laughed really hard at that part. <laughs> I laughed. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get like scathing reviews for this, but this movie made me laugh. You gave Sandy Wexler a yes. Like what? Yeah. What movie can be a no then? Like if I ever make it famous, you know those things where, like they dig up like things about you, like, the terrible things you did in the past. Your political career like, is over. You can never be, be like, a. He pop- gave Sandy Wexler a yes, and then I'll like go in the shadows for years. Democrats and Republicans would hate you alike. <laughs> Nonpartisan hatred for Sandy. Nonpartisan Wexler. hatred for Sandy Wexler. <laughs> All right. Oh, such a good bad movie. And also, we'd like to thank. Um, josh hensley of the rutabaga he does our intro and outro they're an awesome band check them out i don't think the uh, intro outro is long enough to cover our entire outro that was long but it was a good outro though it was great i loved it thank you stevie you said two person pod would be tough it wasn't at a great time they're so much easier i love these nights that's why i told pappy going into it i was like this is gonna be easy 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 peasy pappy thank you for those who are listening and uh this is spoilers a lot of content coming out this week check it out yeah please seriously we need the views math teacher mark math paper